Hello, Hoopjack fans, and welcome to another edition of the Hoopjack Podcast Series. I am your host, Chris from Armistead, and today it's just going to be me. So we're going to have some fun with it. We're going to get it rolling right quick. So with 10 days to go in the regular season, we've had six teams already qualify, three from the East and three from the West. Currently, the teams who have qualified, we have Miami sitting at number one in the East, Milwaukee at two, Boston at three. They have all clinched a spot. There are still, actually, technically everyone has clinched a spot in the playoffs in the East. Uh, There are no more, everyone who is out is out. So number one team, Miami, and the number 10 team, Atlanta, they've all fit in. So we have... Miami at one, Milwaukee again, Milwaukee, Miami Heat at one, Milwaukee Bucks at two, the Celtics at three, the 76ers fourth, Chicago Bulls fifth, the Raptors are sixth. That levels out the top six who have already made it. Then you have the play in tournament, the seven through ten spots. We have Cleveland, the Cavs at seven, the Nets at eight, the Hornets at ninth, and then the Hawks at ten. But what I'm really excited to see is that Brooklyn Nets team, even though they're sitting at eighth, I could see a dec- I could see a strong run now with Kyrie being able to play home and away except for you know Toronto. I think they could make a good run depending on where they land. I believe they would land as the 7th seed if they beat Cleveland. They would land at 7th. So they would either play Milwaukee or they'll play Miami first in their round and i would like to see that personally uh, kevin durant kyrie trying to make a case for you know they had a struggling season but i think we need to look out for boston even though tatum was out you know for a little while but he came back i i want to i look i like to see where boston goes same with milwaukee you know milwaukee sprung late managed to get that second seed right now they still have a chance to get the first seed over miami in the East, Giannis, Middleton, Holiday trying to make a repeat title run. I would like to see where that goes with that. So, guys, 10 days left. The East pretty much already filled. It's just a matter of where seeding goes, especially through the 8th through 10th and everywhere else as well. But the East is done. The West uh, has already look strong so we have three teams still vying a play-in spot from they're out of the 10th spot but they're still vying a spot we have the lakers the kings and the blazers all still trying to clinch the clippers have already clinched a play-in berth they're the only team who's clinched a play-in berth the remaining teams who still have yet to clinch even a playoff berth or even a playoff spot is Golden State, the Jazz, the Nuggets, and Timberwolves, but they've already clinched, okay? They've already clinched regardless, but mainly it's the focus on the play-in tournament. You have New Orleans sitting at ninth with a 33-43 and record. You have the Spurs, who are in 10th, sitting at a 31-45 record, and the Lakers are also right there at 31-45, and but they are 2-8 of eight in their last 10 versus the Spurs who are six and four. And there's currently games going on tonight. We have uh, I believe the Clippers do play Milwaukee. The 
Is there anything else tonight? The New or the Pelicans do play the Lakers tonight for a pivotal, and this is pivotal play in spot. The Spurs are also playing tonight against the Blazers. Big games as far as play in berth probability, play in berth contention. So uh LeBron trying to lead the Lakers at least into a play in berth. You know, Keldon Johnson and the Spurs still trying to stay in there as well as Brandon Ingram and the Pelicans trying to stay within that play-in berth spot. Now, it's close. We've got 10 days left. I I really am hoping the Lakers make it, but at the same time, I'm like, this season's a wash. Man, this, I've said this every week. This season is a wash. It's not even worth it. Like you're fighting for a spot, but then you the your either first matchup is gonna be against the Suns or the Grizzlies. Do you even want that? I don't I don't think and we didn't beat them in the regular season. Oh, we didn't do that well. You know, there was high hopes. Like we've lost we've lost to the Jazz, we lost to the the Mavericks, the Pelicans. The Wizards, the 76ers, the Wolves, the Raptors, the Suns. It's not been pretty. I see barely any wins. Like We barely beat the Knicks and we lost to the Clippers. This is not a team who I think should try to make a playoff spot. I think LeBron's still trying to keep, you know, the incentive of a playoff spot, but it's just not there. I don't see it happening. So, like I said, 10 days left. I hope, I pray, but I don't see it happening. So that ninth and 10th spot for the West is still up for grabs. And we'll see how that goes. And also we have the playoff race getting really intense. Mainly it's the top three, all big men. Giannis trying to get another MVP. Jokic trying to get another MVP, and Embiid trying to get his first MVP. Now, looking at the remaining schedule with Philly, they have six games, half and half, home and road. Next game is the Hornets tomorrow night, tomorrow evening at 12.30. Uh, I like what I'm seeing from Embiid. He's shown great leadership with his team, and with the addition of Harden, they've been able to work together. He's had great numbers throughout the season. He's had great numbers throughout the year. He, he they played the Pistons last night, and I know it was a tough loss. He had thirty-seven point. He had a double double, thirty-seven and fifteen, one steal, two blocks. But turnovers were a key factor in that loss. So, is it's being able to hold the ball now? I don't necessarily believe he's. This is just one bad game, but it can roll to what is leading up to the end of this season in the playoffs. When, in my opinion, I think the MVP needs to kind of be moved towards the end of the regular season because Jokic got it and he didn't win. He didn't even get to the Western Conference Finals, which I think says a lot about the leadership on that team and the kind of the team itself. I think that award could be changed, should be, but I mean, let's, you know... It's an opinion of mine. I don't think it, it might not be right, but it's just what I how I see it. And then you and then like, like you said, you have Giannis and Jokic fighting with Embiid for that MVP spot. I think if they give it to Jokic, it's not. I'm like, why? 
I think you're really two who should get it would be either Giannis or Embiid. Their numbers don't lie and the records don't lie with the team. I think that's where it stands. Now, because when you look at the when you look at the Nuggets, they're forty six and thirty one. That's not bad. I mean, and then you look at both other teams. You have forty six and thirty and forty eight and twenty eight. They're the records are there, but I think when you look at the numbers, I think Embiid or Giannis deserves it. I think they both deserve an MVP shot. But like I said, that's my two cents. Um, so we're going to take a quick commercial break, guys. When we come back, we have our one-on-one Hooper profile with Iona men's basketball star Dylan Von Ayek. So stay tuned. Welcome back to the Hoopjack Podcast Series, guys. And today for our one-on-one Hooper profile, we have a very special guest from Iona University, Dylan Von Eyck from the men's program. Dylan, it's great to have you on the show. Thanks for having me. So uh, what I recently noticed, you're a part of this weekend in New Orleans, big, the Big Easy playing in the three-on-three U tournament with Metro East Mayhem. The team basically that consists of the MAC conference that you were a part of with Iona and the American East yeah. in that pool, correct? And yeah. I see that in your pool, you're playing against team, uh, Tobacco Road Riders, which is the ACC Big South, American Made, and Sons of Anarchy. So, how does it feel kind of playing in this big three on three tournament um, with this group of guys? Uh, I mean, first of all, you know, it's, it, it was a, it was an honor to be invited. You know, they, they invite uh, some of the best uh, seniors in the country. Um, you know, the ones that aren't playing in, in like the elite eight and the final. Um, so just just to be invited to that is, is an honor by itself. Um, and for me, uh, it's even better because I've been playing the game of of three x three for for I want to say six six seven years now. Uh, you know, starting in twenty fifteen. Um, and this is usually what I do in the summer. You know, I go back home to Europe. I go back home. Um, and, you know, I play three on three uh, most of my summer. So uh, to have this uh, in, a, in a college level, you know, it's only, only perfectly uh, fitting for me. Um, and I'm lucky to do – I'm lucky to be the only person at this uh, tournament to have their actual teammate on the team. Um, it was like a to me. So for us to – to go through this together, uh, you know, uh, being able to be in New Orleans during the Final Four, and you know, this is our first opportunity to actually make some money uh, playing basketball. Um, so it's it's amazing weekend, amazing experience. And I do see, like you said, it's a fun little tournament, kind of within the Final Four, especially New Orleans. It's a great way to travel, great way to keep playing basketball at a relatively competitive level. I know it's three on three, but still, when I watch, I watched a little bit of it today, and it's still mm-hmm. competitive. Like, you guys are still going hard for, I believe you guys played a 20, 21, or at least a time limit. Is that correct? Yeah. So, so you basically play until 21 uh, or, or 10 minutes of game time. Um, but the reason why everyone is uh, is so uh, so actively playing and playing the hard on is because there's money on the line every game. Um, you know, this is, the, this is, uh, this is an amazing event. Us play for a very decent amount of money for playing basketball. Uh, you know, you play six uh, games in your, let's say, conference in your group. Uh, every game you win, you get a thousand dollars for the team. That's two hundred fifty dollars a person. Um, so you know, for these guys, 
about it because it's our first chance to get to make money and a lot of money too. Um, so you know, these guys, everybody here is is going extremely hard. Right, and you know, money goes a long way, especially you know, like you said, this is an event for relatively seniors, but it's still a good way to make money and kind of elevate status, whether you want to go pro or not, in a sense. That too, um, you know, it's it's also an event that's being broadcasted internationally. Uh, you know, we're besides on on being on ESPN U and on ESPN two on uh, on the weekend on Sunday. Um, you know, it's also on Twitter where the entire world can watch it. And this is this is uh, there's co- all kinds of coaches walking around here, all kinds of scouts walking around here. They are already here for the Final Four, um, so they're they're all here and and they come to the game. So. Besides making money, this is also a way for everybody here to get yourself to, to play in the picture. Absolutely. And I wish you and your team the best of luck uh, in this tournament. Um, great way to make money. Great way to get your name more out there in the process of that. Wish you and the rest of Metro East Mayhem best of luck in this tournament. Pre- appreciate it. Um, but you're no stranger to kind of playing competitive basketball at a really high level. Kind of, You were a part of the FIBA U16 European Championships as well as the U20 European Championships. Kind of, what was that feeling like being able to be a part of those teams? Um, I mean, you know, every time you get to represent your country, it's an honor. Um, you know, I get to I get to put on the, the orange and white, uh, which are my nation's colors. Um, and you know, I have my I have my last name on the on the on the back. Uh, and it's you know when you, when you first when you first get to Jersey, it's just a, a, a realization that you know uh, I get to represent not only my country but also my family, uh, and I get to represent myself in on a stage that is you know internationally known um, to be to be high 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 level of basketball, you know playing against some of the best players in Europe. Um, so so to have those experiences, you know, like you said, I've been to those two tournaments. I've also represented my country on a three x three level um, all over. And, you know, it's, it's to represent your country is, is probably one of the biggest honors in basketball, no matter where you're from. Yeah, and I can I can't even imagine being able to just represent your country. It's a huge honor because it, it's because you're representing the Netherlands, correct? Yeah, that's correct. So that's a big honor in it by itself. And were you kind of always wanting to play basketball at a young age or did it kind of just, you were looking, you were playing other sports at the time and you, as well as with basketball along the way. And you thought, I want to commit to basketball. Um, I mean, I've, I've played all kinds of sports um, at the same time, you know, in, in, in Europe, it's not the same as in America where, you know, you play during school, uh, you in Europe, it's like you know every sport is not affiliated with the school. You just have to like it's outside of school. It's it's clubs. Um, and I played I played soccer. I like uh, You know, I just tried a lot of things out and played soccer for a lot of years too, actually. Um, but uh, basketball was always always going to be my thing. Uh, I'm from a basketball family. My uh, my father played. Uh, Played uh, professional for multiple years to a, uh, to a few European countries. Uh, my grandfather actually went to the Olympics to play basketball. Um, you know, my, my first word ever was was ball. You know, it's it, it um, basketball was always written for me that that was going to be my way to go. It was just always there with you, no matter what. 
Absolutely. And uh, when you're getting ready to come to the United States and play college ball, you started your uh, college career at Northeastern Oklahoma A&M College. Is that correct? Yeah, I actually uh, spent six months in uh, in Atlanta at a, at, a, at a basketball prep school named Combine Academy, uh, which is now located in North Carolina, a very good prep school. Um, and uh, spent six months there, you know, trying to get my name out there because, you know, back then, this is, this is 2015, 2016, it's very hard for Europeans to uh, um, to go to America. There's not a lot of exposure. So um, right. I, I actually uh, went to prep school for six months. Then I went, then I went to Northeast Oklahoma for two years. Yeah. And then after Northeast Oklahoma, you transferred to Iona. What was, what was the decision to kind of play for Iona at the time? And currently, you know, playing for a head coach, Rick Pitino, who is a legend itself in Louis and as a part of the Louisville program, and then going to Iona, was that one of the big decisions for to, to play there, play for a coach um, like him? So I, I originally wasn't going to um, to Iowa. Uh-huh. So, um, but I had a falling out. I mean, I had a, a issue with the head coach, or he had an issue with right. me. Right. Um, and I had to decommit from that school. Um, and uh, you know, this this was already late in the summer. Um, so I kind of like had to reopen my recruitment and just see what uh, what my options were. Um, and uh, through uh, through through JUCO Advocate, um, which is a, a huge uh, platform for junior college players. Uh, he got my name back out there um, and I was able to, to go to Iona, but uh, I was actually committed coach, you know, to close um, my first year. Um, and uh, I, I knew, I haven't heard, I hadn't heard of Iona, um, but you know, New York by itself was appealing um, the school had just won f- uh, four conference uh, tournaments in a row. In a row. Um, and I knew one player on the team. Uh, so I don't know, was, uh, was a decision I felt comfortable with. Right. And it's good that you found your fit and you were able to kind of commit in a sense and able to keep growing, at least in a basketball sense and your career itself. And then, no, absolutely. In, yeah. Oh, continue. Um, and for me, it was it was very lucky because, well, for me it was lucky, but unfortunately, uh, Coach Tim Clues got sick, um, in my in my in my junior, year. and uh, he had to resign. And uh, you know, for some reason, uh, I don't know how, but uh, Rick Patino uh, just falls in uh, falls in my lap, and uh, I'm able to play for him for two years. And that's good to hear that you know it, you had different coaches along the way who kind of helped you out in a sense and we always want to have that kind of inspiration sense and then 2019 2020 season by the time march hits especially during tournament time the pandemic hit everybody not student athletes as well and being overseas i know that can be tough were you able to make it back home see family any of that yeah um um as soon uh, as soon as the, the tournament got canceled i got everything i canceled basically um i i got on the phone with my parents uh and my luckily my father was uh was able 
to get me a ticket the next day before everything closed down. Uh, on on when on Wednesday everything got canceled, and on Thursday I was in a plane on back to the Netherlands, and basically spent uh, spent my summer of the pandemic of the pandemic over there. That's good that you were able to kind of get home instead of being stuck. Yeah, absolutely. With nowhere to go. Yeah. Because um, it's also it was a time to kind of just be close to family, be close to the loved ones, and everything like that. Yeah, well, you know, it was it was a weird. Um, and I just I'm happy that I was able to to spend some time with. So, uh, you know, be home a little longer than usual because, you know, I hadn't been home for more than two months at a time. It's in, in, in like four or five years. Right. I want to say five, five and a half months was was just uh, an amazing feeling. And then now that everything's kind of getting back to relatively the way that it was and relatively kind of moving forward in a sense, with having played your your last year at Iona, where you was kind of fan, was the fan base still good in a sense, even though it was COVID and everyone wearing masks and everything? Uh, our our fan base was was amazing all year. Uh, I think we was to to selling it out. Um, we never we sold out once, but like we were always close. Um, and and the the environment from the crowd, the love from the crowd, uh, was amazing all year. And and off the court too, you know, people coming up to us, you know, we support you guys. You guys, you know, you know, uh, we love watching you guys play. Um, and just the the support from, students to to faculty to to alumni to just you know people who love watching the game of basketball and, and love the way that we play. Um, you know the especially coming after a year like, like last year where, you know, you barely had any fan interaction at all. Um, this was, this was an amazing year uh, for that because we, we, we felt loved. Absolutely. As a team, we felt, we felt very loved. And that's great to hear that the fan base still held strong for you guys and you were able to get the support throughout the year in itself. So with the, with you kind of, ending your college career on a high note at Iona and currently at New Orleans playing in the three on three tournament. What are the plans for the future? Um, bright. <laughs> the plans for the future are very bright. Uh, uh, you know, I, I'm going to have uh, to finally be able to do this as a young kid as, uh, as being a professional basketball player. Um, I don't know. Uh, I know it's going to be next year. Uh, I'm, I'm signing with an agent. Somewhere in the next week, uh, we're going over the paperwork now, um, and me and him are going to sit down and we're going to look at our best options, look at my best options, um, and just see what what the possibilities are for me. Uh, And, uh, you know, my first, I always said, like, my first two years of playing pro, uh, you know, the money isn't really the biggest thing. uh, And I think that's where a lot of people make the mistake because they chase the money right away. Uh, I think my first two years, I, I just want to be in a spot where uh, I, I fit in the I fit in the team, I fit in the system that the coach plays. Uh, significant role um, in my first two years, so I can actually like prove that I deserve to be a professional basketball player. Um, and uh, I want to live in the place 
ideally I want to live in a place or in a country where I can actually see myself living and not just be miserable for my first two years because the transition from, from college basketball to professional basketball is, is so much different and there's so much more, so much more to it. You know, I've had a lot of friends who are playing pro, um, a lot of my, my role models who I've been, you know, tra- practicing with, training with since, since a young age, uh, cause I'm in the national team circuit, you know, um, they've been doing this for years. I'm asking for their advice and I'm asking for their opinions. Um, and I just want to, I want to fit in a, in a good spot my first two years and, and you know, money, money will come. Uh, but um, I, I want, I really want to enjoy playing basketball. Absolutely. Uh, you're, your head, you're, you're focused on the right path. Congratulations on, you know, taking that next step forward with agents and, you know, kind of looking where it would best fit. And you sound like you got, you know, your, your, your mind, mindset is straight your eyes are pointing in that direction towards a professional career so i wish you the best of luck in that whether it's overseas or even in the nba man i appreciate that a lot man uh so also were you able to kind of in your college career i know with the nil it was being able to make money off of brand image likeness and like you said the money will come when playing basketball but have you thought about brands that you would want to be a part of or wanted to have been a part of in your college career? I mean, I, I knew the NIL deal wasn't going to be for me because, uh, like, I'm, I'm from Europe and I don't have a green card. That uh, uh, For Europeans, we need a green card to make money in this country. Uh, uh, so, unfortunately, there was no NIL deal for me. Um, now, whatever brand, um, hopefully, I can work with in the future. Uh, you know, that's also something me and my agent will discuss. Um, but I, I knew that once, even when those talks started happening, I knew that it was a low, low chance for me as a foreigner without agreeing, uh, to, to actually get a deal. Right. And I totally understand. I didn't think about that in a sense, like being European, being from overseas, you know, the whole green card status. I, I have, you know, firsthand experience because, uh, my wife, um, was, an overseas golfer for D1. So I understand, you know, it's hard to kind of get that transitional process. But like you said, you know, the opportunities will come when talking with your agent and everything like that. So my last question to you is, uh, what advice would you give to the next generation of high school players or even overseas players wanting to play at the college level or even the professional level? I mean, it, it's it's super cliche because you see, you know, you see that. It's the way you want it. Don't go to you know. I've I had I, I was talking to to, to to high major schools like like SEC schools uh, and ACC schools, um, but I knew that you know that that was low from from for me. Even though I I, I knew my game. Yeah, it's cool. like that is going to be someone there that is it's a uh, very good at your position um and, and go to go to a place where where you're wanted go to a place where you know you can make an impact uh you know i'm i'm very proud to say that uh you know i went to iona um and i i you know conference ring. um I, I went to march madness uh you know we beat number 10 alabama to uh, this year number 10 in the country alabama this year um we we played kansas we 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 played at florida um you know 
and, and I, I was able to, to to get that ring. I was able to to be a conference champion. I was able to to um, to be six man of the year this year. Um, and I don't know if I would have be able to 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 accomplish that going to you know a different school just because it's a better name. Um, so my my advice to your go away from the system and go where you know that you can make an impact because at the end of the day it's all basketball and and those those big name schools are fun and it's you know it's it's all fun and games but you know we've beaten the big name schools you know we're we're small private catholic new york and we we beat alabama we we play kansas we almost beat we almost beat florida um so go where you want it go where you can make an impact absolutely and like you said you know you got you were able to work hard for the opportunities and like you said, conference champion and beat all these big names, go to the big dance. Most kids would dream about that. You've, Absolutely. You've gotten the opportunity to do it. So congratulations on that part. And thank you again for taking the time to come on the show. I wish you the best of luck on the three and three U tournament. Uh, guys is available on ES, like you said, ESPN two and ESPN U, correct? Yeah. So I wish you the best of luck uh, rooting for Metro East to come out of the pool and get that money, man. Get that bag. Hey, man, that's all we, that's all we, this is all we're trying to do. Yep. All right. You have, uh, we'll be right back with more Hoop Jack, guys. So stay tuned. And we're back, guys. So I want to thank Dylan for taking the time to come on the show. I wish him the best of luck in his journey right now in the three, 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 three-on-three U Hoops Challenge that they're happening in New Orleans right now. Big three-on-three competition. I wish him the best of luck. I wish him best in his future endeavors, whether it's playing professionally overseas or not, or even local as well. So uh, we're going to get into our new segment, which is our FanDuel Pick'ems, where we're going to start something new where we kind of we, – we'll probably do it more on Instagram – probably on Twitter, and we're going to get more involved in Twitter and even on TikTok where we kind of do our picks of the day. I think that'll be a really good help. So uh, tuning in. So this weekend, we're not going to do tonight's games because it already happened, but I think this weekend we have Final Four. Tomorrow night, we have first game is Villanova, Kansas. You're looking at Kansas as a minus four, and they are the favorites with an over-under of 133 points scored. Now, I believe Kansas can definitely beat that spread, so I would go minus four. Also with the money line points, I'm going to go over. I think they could hit over 133. And I know it would be separate bets because you can't do them all together, but I would go with that. And then Duke-North Carolina, the most anticipated matchup. I mean, you can't get any better than a Duke-UNC game, not only in the final home game of Duke-Coach K's regular season career but i think in a final four appearance you can't ask for this this is you can't make this up this is what a movie does like this is not scripted movies can't even do this duke unc duke's the favorite at a minus four also they're also the favorite in the money line the over under is a lot more it's over under 151 points i think defense is going to really take a big factor in this game Coach K is really dominant in defense. That team has been doing so well in this tournament. I'm going to take the under. 
Now, those are my picks for this weekend. What we are going to do starting on Monday and probably, actually, we might start Sunday going into Monday. We're going to start more with the FanDuel Pick'ems, the daily Pick'ems. And it's going to be on our stories. You can check it out. Make sure to keep tuning into the show. Love you guys. Uh, now we're going to get into our our Kenichi Bear Mindful Moment. Make sure to check out uh, Kenichi Bear headphones. Also, it's our Kenichi Bear Mindful Moment and our Boosted Biz Deep Dives. So it's a mix of both. So with our brand with Kenichi Bear, they make great headphones, great merchandise. You got to check them out, whether it's you're listening to music or you're playing getting on the sticks to play PlayStation or Xbox or whatever gaming system you have. It's, they're great headphones, master class, love them. You should get a pair of your own. And make sure to head over to our link tree to click on the website. And it not only helps them, it helps us too. As well as Boosted Biz. Boosted Biz is a great merchandise company that's been helping a lot of college athletes reach, get their brand out there, get their merch out there. And we've been in contact with them too and they've helped us out redesigned our brand our logo a little bit but still keeping it classy still keeping it fun i love it hope you guys do too make sure to also head over to our link tree click on the link head over buy buy yourself a t-shirt a sweatshirt anything helps helps guys spread the word spread the hoop jack message so combining it together uh i believe i saw this really good i did so i was kind of this whole, when I was looking at the run that St. Peter's had in the March Madness, I look at it as, man, these guys were not, it's a low school. And I went to a small school, small school. This school is small, man. I think their budget was like one point, it was not that high. It wasn't even as close to any other one. But I had this great, but I saw this great quote from Antoine Antoine Harris uh and shout out to eaton thomas at eaton thomas 36 on twitter he uh the quote is saint peter's doesn't have a player on their roster that was ranked coming out of high school they beat kentucky murray state advanced to the sweet 16 and they even advanced to the elite eight aau parents you need need to focus on your kids work ethic love and passion for the game instead of the rankings i think it was a long way because nowadays we're kind of looking at rankings we're looking at you know how many wins do you have I think you need to focus on the craft. I think you need to focus on how much work do they want to put in. Are they getting better at their skills? Are they, you know, being a team player, I think that's the most important thing. You can't be an individual player on the court. You can't just think of yourself. And I think that's what AAU coaches and parents, I think that's what they need. we need to focus on. Because winning's great, but I think if you're able to learn more on the court and you're able to improve your game on the court, that's worth more than anything else in the world. And I think that should be a life lesson to everybody. So that's going to be it, guys. I know this was a short episode. Um, Make sure to check out all of our episodes on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, as well as tuning in, checking our interview out with Dylan and all the interviews that we've had with all of our student-athletes and some coaches as well. We're trying to reach out more. We're trying to do more. Just take the time. Admire the process. We're doing a lot. 
I appreciate everyone for tuning in. I appreciate it for everyone supporting. And we're, we can only go up from here. And remember, don't be a bystander. Be a hooper and keep balling. Peace.